Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. G'day, guys. I was lucky enough to be invited onto the Fifth and Dribble podcast the other day. I really did enjoy this one. Two champion fellows asked some really good questions as well. Definitely got me on the back foot, had me thinking about my answers. Really, really enjoyed this one. They're producing some great content on their podcast. They're only about seven or eight episodes in, but I feel like I've got a pretty good grasp nowadays on who's going to be successful in podcasting and who's not. And I think these guys, they might be the real deal. So just keep an eye on them. Subscribe to their podcast. It's Fifth and Dribble, fifth as in 5TH. They're also on Instagram, 5TH and Dribble, fifth and Dribble. Have a look at all their gear, guys. Get behind people that are making content at this time. It's a grim time for everyone and anyone that's willing to put themselves out there. They deserve your attention. So give the boys a heap of support. Enjoy this podcast. We cover a range of topics. And as we said, as promised, welcome to the Rugby League Guru. Welcome to Fifth and Dribble, my friend. Boys, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. It's uh, it's going to be one hell of a week, isn't it? Oh man, we're we're keen, and and I know Lachlan's chomping at the bit. He's uh, he's itchy. He's got he's got ants in his pants. <laughs> I don't think I've been this keen in a long time, mate. I wasn't I wasn't in the country for last year's grand final, so I think I got to go extra hard this week. Oh. Look, we were on a Zoom together, and you went plenty hard enough last year. So I don't know it wasn't my fault. It was night. eight in the morning in the UK. You know, I have to do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right. Well, as as said, thanks, Guru, for joining on. Um, we uh, we're gonna just kind of get it, get a vibe and 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 touch on the the biggest ripple effects of the twenty twenty one season. So, um, so we've got a couple in mind, but uh, obviously, if you've got any, feel free to jump in. So, um, kicking it off, twenty twenty one, Tommy turbo holy shit and how his injuries were managed like he he's just turned the game on, on a dime like what 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 the hell 28 tries 28 try assists in 18 games and he's still got oh actually no he doesn't have any left to go but um, <laughs> he's red yeah, over it'll, yeah, yeah, yeah it'll, he's on mad monday forever <laughs> no I, mate it's been incredible watching him this season uh to think that it was only six months ago that he slipped in the shower and did his hamstring after <laughs> yeah. racing a punter at, down at the Corso is unbelievable. Uh, I remember 
especially super coach wise that I'm very keen on. I remember seeing that video come out of him racing and then him doing his hammy and just going, we're not going to see this bloke for another 12 months. Like he's gone ski. This doesn't end well. Yeah. Um, and then just see what he's done, mate. Especially when you saw Manly for the first month. I mean, they just look like a busted asshole until he returned. Yeah. And then mm. they were millions. Uh, I thought Turbo's regular season was the best we've ever seen considering he went and dominated in the origin arena which is what mm-hmm. Hainsey and Barber didn't do realistically. Uh, I thought it was incredible. But, you know, as the argument went all year, Hainsey and Barber went all the way to the grand final. Tommy Turbo went one and two in the finals, and the two that he lost, mm-hmm. he, uh, he got a little hiding. So it's an interesting narrative to look back on. I think the regular season, definitely the best ever. But as a season as a whole, I mean, the finals is where it counts, isn't it? And, yeah. I mean, I can definitely say Jared Hain had a much better final series in 09 than what... Turbo did in 21, and um, mm. and I guess the other argument all year was that Turbo had a like he had a better team around him, I think as well. 100%. So yeah, yeah, it, it's strange, you know. Even myself, when I look back on, it, I got so wrapped in thinking this season has to be better than Hainsey and Barber. But now, when you sit back once finals are done and dusted, and you look at it, you I don't know, you, you got to sort of ask the question again, don't you? Yeah, I'm glad that you actually brought that up. So. Um, so Hainsey obviously uh, in in fourteen had the had the twenty one games and twenty tries and Barber had a had a stellar eleven twelve uh, with twenty three tries and twenty two tries respectively. Um, Locke, is 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 Tommy is he the top mate? I think oh. he's, I think he has to be the top. I mean it's less games but the final series does hurt him. If he had mm. just made it to I think even a prelim, if he had mm. gone the distance to a prelim and he'd looked good in those games and still been eliminated, I just think we we could elevate that finals just a little bit more. Mm, yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Um, but I mean, not only the twenty-eight tries, but but the twenty-eight assists, and that goes to your point, Guru. Like the the team that's around him, you got Saab and and handsome Ruben just absolutely carving up on the wings as well. Handsome Ruben, uh, if he's not on the wings for the uh, team of the year this year uh, for everybody, then what is doing? Like what the actual fuck is doing? Mate, um, uh, oh, I've yeah. got a caravan down on the south coast in Jerringong, which is where Ruben's from. And about mm. a year ago, I was sitting at the bolo, and he just happened to be sitting opposite me. He isn't the best-looking bloke to ever play rugby <laughs> league. I will give it away. He is unbelievably good-looking. And then, and that's when he was at the Dragons. I didn't really realise how good he was. Mm. And then this year, he just exploded. He's one of those blokes that... Yeah, you have to love, but deep down you'd have to hate him just quietly. So good oh, at footy, oh, so He good even looking. has a little scar on the lip, yeah. making him look <laughs> a little bit tough, mate. He knows yeah. what he's doing. <laughs> His yeah, hair's well, always he, uh, just slightly out of place, but enough to be perfect. He, he's good at it, what he yeah. does. Very good. Hundred yeah. percent. And I mean, I was talking mad shit about him when uh, when we ventured out to Brookvale for uh, Cowboys Cowboys Manly. Um, I was and and we turned up just a little bit late as well, and we had just gone over for our second try. And I was like, "Oh, you're in for it." We went with a, a mutual friend. We're like, "Oh, you're in for a fucking long night here, mate." Ten nil, ten nil. And then he had to do that short little kickoff <laughs> that turned the game on the head as the as as the boys went off for beers and then we came back and it was 16-10 and I had yeah. my head in shame the rest of the fucking game. I tell you, they were giving it to me. But yeah, absolutely handsome man. Handsome man. I've definitely um, seen worse looking blokes. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For yeah, sure. I'm gonna look at two of them here, mate. I think yeah. we're looking at three just quietly. We're all putting our hand up. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. All right, well, um, that's one big ripple. Another big ripple, um, what if what if the injecting of old talent really worked at at the Broncos? You know, what if what if Carmichael was able to turn that Brisbane season around, or, or even Albert Kelly, if he was able to bring like a little bit more of um, a little bit more magic to it? Would would it is it worth exploring with other clubs and stuff like that in the in the upcoming years? 
Mate, oh, I think the Albert Kelly experiment, I, I thought it worked really well. They just didn't use enough mm. of him. I couldn't believe mm. how long in the back end Brody Croft held onto that seven jersey. That blew me away. Mm. Um, yeah. I don't know. Pe- people say it's easy in hindsight, but if if Craig Bellamy decides you're a halfback and he doesn't want you, the writing's got to be on the wall there a little bit, yeah. doesn't it? That's, that's what yeah. I found amazing, that Craig Bellamy publicly turned his fullback into a seven so he didn't have to use Brody Croft and then Brisbane mm-hmm. turned him into their marquee man. I mean, just a heap of Barney rubble there. But I thought Albert <laughs> Kelly was unreal. I'm, I'm sure you boys remember back in the day when he was playing for the, for the Titans and for the Sharks. Mm. Like The talent he had was just second to none. He went over there to England. Uh, no shock, got himself in, into a little bit of trouble there, but played some really entertaining footy. Came back here. I mean... <sighs> Carmichael's another one. I love Carmichael. I love everything about mm. him. I think he was probably my favourite player before he left, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. Just didn't see the very best out of him. He was, you know, you, you got to remember that Carmichael walking back into this game, the game has never been faster or more difficult, yeah. in my opinion. Mm. And I think people look at guys like Cameron Smith and, and like the guys that are 34, 35, 36 and go, oh, well, they can do it. But these blokes are the exception. They're not the example. They're absolute yeah, freaks. And... The other one they brought back was Ben Teo. And I mean, yep. I um, you know, we, we all know the impact he had on South Sydney in twenty fourteen. They don't win that premiership without him, in my opinion. Um mm. and he just he came back and I mean, with all due respect to Ben, champion player, but I mean, not the same. Mate, not not yeah. even in the same ballpark. He was a mm. shadow, an absolute shell of what he used to be. Uh it's an interesting one you bring up though. Like I still think Albert Kelly, he's gonna be sensational next year. I can't wait to watch him and Tyson Gamble fight out for that six jersey. I love Gamble. I think he's so yeah. good. Yeah, they mm. it's gonna be an unreal preseason up there. Can you imagine Tyson Gamble when he's fighting for a jersey with someone? <laughs> oh, oh, it's like a bone. It'd be a nightmare. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Um yeah, no, we we absolutely love the experience too. And I mean that just talking about that Broncos outfit, just quickly, that's that's gonna be freakish next year i mean it, turning Brody croft your marquee seven into uh into adam reynolds holy crap what an upgrade made one hell of an upgrade uh oh i think as well just the amount of depth they've got now they've had a branko lead of that squad as well so mm. if they lose mm. a strike center they've got a premiership winner to come in branko uh yeah. i mean I, for, for me i look at that side and i think they can play finals footy but i think it all comes down to i, I sort of set the market if Katoni Staggs plays over 15 games, I think they mm. probably play finals fifth footy. If he plays yep. under 15, they might be in a bit of trouble. He, he's that important to this side. We've seen the strike center become more important than it has been in modern time, essentially, over the last 18 mm-hmm. months. And I think Katoni, if he plays a full season, we could, we could, without a doubt, be saying he's the best center in the game. And I don't think anyone could really argue with that. I, I think if Katoni comes back, it's almost like having a new recruit in that. They haven't mm. had him for the back end of last year and then for pretty much all of this year. It's kind of like signing a new weapon there as well in the well, back line. And that's the other thing. They get him back, which, as you're right, it's like getting a new player, and they get Paddy Carrigan back as well. Mm. It's mm. like they, they've got a bloke walking into their pack who's a state-of-origin representative, and then they've got Katoni, who's the equivalent, uh, the equivalent of a state-of-origin representative as well. So plenty of upside in Brisbane, but... Getting Catewell as well, I think that's going to be massive. I think that's oh, such yeah. an underrated signing. Oh. I might be a bit biased with that one, but I think he's been fantastic this year and well, last mate, week. You're, you're, you're a Panthers fan. Like he's he's not your high end. He's not your your kick out, your David Fafita, no. but he's mm. reliable as all hell. He's going to do a job for you week in, week out. I, I think he is criminally underrated, mm. Kirk Catewell. Mm. He's an unreal player. And he yeah. showed that on the weekend. Like yeah. what, what a freaking performance. Like the, the absolute defense that he – everything – that was 
uh, pinnacle defensively for Panthers. Like he had a hand in and literally one hand because the other hand is not doing anything. Yeah. Like it's it's still broken in several places. So, you know, um, he's proven to do more more with one hand than, than most guys do with two. Mate, um, reliability is the most underrated factor in rugby league nowadays. We all want yeah. highlights. We all want tries. Mate, not missing a tackle for a whole season like Kate Will's done. That's the shit that counts. Yeah, 100%. And I mean, that's why you're in the grand final because yep. you've got dogs like that that are absolutely going to go to battle. Um, speaking of that grand final team, are they there if Matty Burton goes to the dogs early? Oh, good one. I haven't thought about this one before. I like that. Um, mm. If Matty Burton wasn't there, what would they be doing? They'd have Stephen Crichton at left centre, I suppose, mm. which means mm. that... It comes in to, to run the... Uh, I, I think Staines probably gets dropped at some point for for probably Taylor May, who looked good in his debut. Yeah, I I, I think uh, yeah. Staines might have run his race just quietly. Um, yeah. yeah, I think Stephen Crichton to be the left centre. She would have told me this one, but before we hit record, um, <laughs> yeah, sorry, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if they would be to be honest with you. I, I think he has been a, a revelation out there, and mm. I mean, it, it's no shock that. You've got so many teams. Their strong side is their left side. Most guys are right-handed. They pass better right to left. Uh, but mm-hmm. Matty Burton, he's just uh, the the way that he comes off off that left foot. He's he's just so quick over ten meters. And yeah, I, like the beauty of him as well, or the beauty of the position he's in, is that you know he's got Kikau inside him. He's got Toto outside him. I mean, there's just eyes all over there. I mean, can't it, lose. Um, well, mate, that's exactly it. If I was defending mm-hmm. against them, as crazy as it sounds, he's probably the last guy I'm worried about. Out of those three, which is a scary prospect because he's a freak. I mean, fuck, miss me with tackling Brian Toto. Yeah. Kick out. I'd rather get hit by a fucking bus than deal with that. So (laughs) if Matt Burton cranks me with his left foot, so be it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And and for a second position as well, like he's not even playing primary. So I reckon he's playing his third best position. I honestly reckon he'd be a better fullback than he is center as well. He could, he's just one of those footballers. He could do anything. The, the, and he just runs hard too, which you love to see. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that that left foot kicking game, far out. I, I, I'm not sure if I've seen someone probably since Hainsey that can kick a ball so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. I do, I do think this year is going to be really important for his development, though. Like like he's had the chance during Origin to be the lead half, and I think after Origin, maybe he wasn't scoring as many tries, but he was looking a lot more confident doing what he was doing. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a big difference about playing in this Penrith team this year than going in a dog's team this year. Mm. I think as well, when you get the opportunity to, to, to play centre, it gives you a new perspective on ball mm. playing. He gets to watch mm-hmm. what Luai does. He gets to watch the positions that he puts himself in as a centre, what works for his 5'8 and whatnot. I always think being able to jump in as a hooker or at centre, just to see it from a slightly different perspective always helps you as a ball player and to see it a system like that as well. I mean, taking that to Canterbury is going to be unreal. Uh, as you said, w- w- would they have made the finals if Burton wasn't there? I don't know, but I'll tell you what, the Canterbury Bulldogs are getting a, a better player because they left Burton there for a year. Um, mm. As much as it would have been great to have him and they might have finished 13th if they had him instead of last, it's <laughs> oh, worth don't say it that because then the Cowboys would have got the wooden spoon. <laughs> <laughs> Can't win them all. Yeah, yeah, um, that's it. Um, but yeah, no, I think you're 100% right. I think, you know, the, the development that he's going to get from this final series and especially, you know, next week's game, uh, it they're going to get you know pardon the pun a dog an absolute dog like that's just that's a that's developed even further and i mean they need guys like that coming in next year um, yeah and a couple of guys that are just going to put their hand up and say give me the fucking ball i'll make something work 
Um, and and we know that he can make something work. Well, mate, like you you think about it now. They've got Matt Burton with grand final experience. They've also now got Tavita Pangai Jr. with grand final experience. It has mm. worked. Well, mm. hopefully, if he's playing, it yeah. has worked out really well for Canterbury the way that this season. Or not and for they them. Even picked up, they even picked up Naden as well, who's around the squad and kind of has the experience for the last two years. Yep, mm. spot on. Yeah, no, they've uh, they've come out of. I mean, you're also getting Josh Adokar, who's won two premierships, whatever it is, you know. Yeah. They've done well for themselves. Yeah, he's not scoring six tries at Canterbury, but it's not happening. No, but uh, <laughs> no, but he'll definitely improve them. And, and I always look yeah, at Canterbury sure. and I'm like, fuck, these blokes look like they have no fun. It looks like it yeah. is just a shit yeah. storm all the time. Like, if I said to you, who's the main social media guy at Canterbury? Who's the guy that's that's making the boys laugh? Like, oh, I've got no idea. I don't know who it is, no, you know. Yeah. You send Josh nah. Adokar in there, he's trotting around, he's giggling, he's laughing. It just changes the whole atmosphere of the place. Locker room guys are critical, in my opinion, and he's going to play a big role there on and off the field. 100%. 100%. Well, we might have to get you on next year and talk about the ripple effect of the dogs getting all those guys. How about that? If I'm right, yeah, I'm more than happy to come on and talk about <laughs> yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Um, well, well, yeah, speaking of, moving on down to the next uh, ripple effect. Perhaps injury. Do you reckon that uh, Nico Hines gets that big of a payday and even moves on um, to Cronulla if if Pat doesn't go down with all the injuries that he had this year? I still think Nico would have left. Um, I said on my podcast at the start of the year when there was all these rumors about where Nico Hines was going to go. Because I, I, mm. I, I watched him play for the Falcons a couple of years ago. This is why I was so high on Harry Grant because I was watching Harry Grant the whole time. But this fullback... He was carving at the exact same time, the biggest Heath Ledger lookalike of all time. Like they were both <laughs> yeah. just on fire. And um, I said at the start of the season that someone should pay overs for this guy now because if he gets an opportunity during the season, the overs you pay in the preseason is going to be unders. And mate, he came in and he absolutely brained it. I mean, I was looking at the Dally M um, fullback n- nominees today, and he wasn't on it. But I looked at a guy like Caelan Ponger, and I, I just thought to myself, Nico Hines played better than him this year. Oh, much better year. I yeah, agree, way better. Yeah. Like, there's no... I, I reckon you could a- ask 100, 100 fans who played better this year, Hines or, pa- or Ponger, and I reckon 99 of them w- would say Hines. Like, hmm. it, it is going to be interesting when he goes to Cronulla, how he handles it. He's going from the best system under the best coach to a rookie coach in a team without a halfback, without a ball-playing 13. There's going to be a lot that goes into that Cronulla Shark system that's going to be interesting. But... I still think Pappy would have been the guy to stay there. Uh, he's obviously the Clive Churchill medalist from last year. He's proven in that system. Uh, mm. I still think that they would have held on to him. But it's an interesting one to think about because if, you know, for example, Nico Hines is still playing right now, if Pappy didn't come back for the whole season, it would have been interesting to see what would have happened. Um, mm. The other thing as well is that you've got Cam Munster you know, reportedly saying that he's got his eyes on this new Queensland club. I wonder mm. if at some point Bellamy was looking around going, geez, is it worth me holding on to Hines? Is it worth me losing a good second row or a good front row and just plucking yeah. someone out of obscurity just to keep Nico Hines in the building? Uh, the beauty mm. of it is, if you're Craig Bellamy, though, as soon as you lose Cam Munster, you can put an open advertisement out to every <laughs> ball player in the NRL and say, hey, <laughs> you, you, you have every number six putting their hand up to come down. Yeah, come get under my yeah. wing. We'll win a premiership in two years. Then you'll get paid 900 k to go anywhere. Yeah, or even if you reckon he could turn me into a good six, I reckon he could turn all of us into a. Oh, probably, you know what? He probably couldn't turn us into a good six, but I reckon we'd all be a decent little utility. Yeah, we'd okay, be better well, blokes. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. 
Perfect. Um, but yeah, I don't, what do you reckon, Luke? Uh, Locke, uh, um, Nico Hines, big, the big main payday. thing, Hines, for me is I think I know we touched on it um, yesterday that I think it was interesting seeing him come on in the prelim. I think they look a bit cluttered and there was maybe one too many chefs in the kitchen. Mm. So it's kind of interesting to see if Pap doesn't go down. Does Bellamy play Hines as much? Does he even mm. name him on the bench for these finals or does he go for more forwards and more size? Yeah, yeah, interesting to think about. Um, as as you say though, you can never you can never say that Melbourne has a small bench when uh, Nelson's coming yeah, off. Yeah, when, it, when and, it's uh, Nelson and Kamika Kamika on the bench, it's not exactly well. a small They're one. Reinforced yeah. steel for that bastard. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's definitely a head scratcher. Um, this is injuries. I mean, this has been contention all all bloody year. I mean, I even I uh, I did a deep dive on your Instagram and uh, and found that post that you did um, seven out of 45 players of the 2019 premiership winning team going into round 25. And that only got worse with Vels and Take Alho going out. So, you know, it, are they slick, sneaky favorites for, for next year with everyone back? Mate, I, I did a podcast on this probably four weeks ago and I remember saying it'll be the Roosters or the Melbourne Storm. And in my mm. mind, the Melbourne Storm had already won the 2021 premiership. So that's all been flipped on its head completely. Uh, the yep. Melbourne Storm are now probably got a little bit of head noise. They lose Dale Finucane. They lose Josh Adokar. So they've probably, you know, I know it's crazy to say that they, they might have come back a peg because Craig Bellamy will prove us wrong as he always does. Yeah. But, <laughs> mate, I, I look at this Roosters side next year and they're looking lethal. Um, they, mm. I mean, I, I, I think it's, you know, we, we all talk about the guys that can come back. I reckon the one that's criminally underrated is uh, Lindsay Collins. I thought in that mm-hmm. Origin series a couple of years ago, he was unreal. You get him back, you know, you got Rhea Hargraves, you got Takiaho, and uh, my one of my little hot takes, I reckon this kid they've, oh, not this kid, this guy they've signed from Canterbury, a Tony, uh, I mm-hmm. think he has been wasted at Canterbury for so many years. They keep trying to turn him into a 13. He's just an out-and-out front rower. I, mm-hmm. I think he will turn into one of the premier players at the Roosters. I, I think he will do really, really well. I'm really excited for him. You get Luke Keery back, which is the biggest plus, of course. And yeah. mm-hmm. the beauty of getting Keery back is that Sam Walker's team anymore. So mm-hmm. you, you you should see Sam Walker not suffer too poorly in his second season. Um, mm-hmm. I think I was, I was talking to Finch about a couple of weeks ago and we were saying like, in Tim Smith's uh, rookie season in 05, like he carved it up that season. It was unbelievable. But then they came back the next year and it was up to Tim Smith. He had to do everything. Mm. Not Sam Walker, who's had an unbelievable season. When he comes back to preseason next year, it's going to be, hey, hand the keys back to Luke Keary. You, you yep. just play second fiddle, which I think is going to be massive. I mean, the experience that he's gained this year and as much as I'm, I'm expecting Sam Walker to be in the halves to start, I mean... Mate, the way that Hutcho has played this year, he could mm-hmm. even push Sammy Walker for that starting spot. If they want that left foot kicking game, he's better in defense. Um, yeah, I really like where the Roosters are sitting. You get Joey Manu back in, he'll have a license to roam again. Teddy's playing the best footy of his career. Hopefully, Radley can keep himself on the fucking field. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. He's the key for me, Radley. Yeah, he, 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 he just allows side. him to play with such wit, the playing at first receiver, and they mm-hmm. look like such a different team when he's on the park. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Nah, so I, I mean, I, I reckon, and of course, the the biggest plus of all, they've got Trent Robinson. He must have been sitting there all year. I've got eight planks of wood sitting around me, and we're coming. <laughs> yeah. fifth. Imagine yeah. when I get a fucking footy side around me, you know. Uh, and I mean, yeah. th- those top teams, like, yeah, they, they they were getting beat by some of those top teams, but the Roosters were hanging in the contest every single week. You know, so, mm. some of the teams at the bottom were just getting bullied by these top sides. The Roosters mm. weren't, and that's just. 
just shows the the attitude within that club. And I, I, I think the best systems around the world, they have that next man up policy. You know, you see the mm-hmm. All Blacks, you know, these sort of sides and the Roosters, they definitely are one of them. It's a real credit to Trent Robinson and the system that he's built there. Yeah, 100%. Sleepy for uh, for Coach of the Year, I reckon. I mean, I don't, I don't remember the last time fifth place in on the latter one Coach of the Year, but I would not be surprised if it was this You probably year. don't remember the last time fifth place had... Uh, what a quarter of their squad yeah so exactly uh, yeah, that's it that's it and as yeah. you said eight planks of wood around him that that you know he had to pick up from scratch it's um and not to mention you know you got someone like suwali coming in after he finally graduates high school high school um, yeah <laughs> i was uh, um i was looking at the dally m second row nominees today and mm. if i said to you 12 months ago there'll be four nominees for dally m second row of the year in 2021 there'll be one guy from the roosters and his name won't be boyd Cordner or angus Crichton. You would have laughed mm-hmm. at me. Like yeah, for yeah. for Satili to be there is incredible. And from what I've gathered from from the, the the few Rooster boys I've spoken to, they reckon that he is the one that you you we're only scratching the surface of his abilities. They reckon that at training he is just aniac, and at some point over the next few years he's going to explode. And and you know I imagine the Rooster boys they're all pretty good judges. They're all experienced players. They reckon mm-hmm. he's going to be something seriously special. So one to keep an eye on there. He could be another scary prospect for the Chooks. That's a scary thought anyway. I think that's probably a top three back row in the comp anyway with Crichton, um, Satili and Radley. So if he gets even better, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. I was an absolute muffin and dropped him early in Supercoach. Yeah, that would have hurt you. That would have stung. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It definitely hurt me. Um, but yeah, it, it is what it is. You know, we've got to roll with the punches. Take um, your legs. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, and yeah, the last big ripple that, that we thought of... Um, Bennett's brilliance in uh, in injecting Benji, the player, versus Benji, the coach. I mean, obviously, Benji called him up and said, I'm, I'm looking for a job. What what can you offer me? Um, and uh, and Bennett got him back to the back to the grand final. 16 years between drinks. Like, you know, what what to do? Like, he's obviously, like, uh, I mean, we talk about the brilliance of Bennett as a coach, but to, to find Benjamin Button and, and, and the absolute form that Benji's given us this year, uh, that, that takes an absolute special human and a special system. Mate, 307 games Benji's played since he last played in the grand final. I mean, don't remind me of the grand final, mate. I'm still, of course, no, you're still (laughs) rattled. Um, but mate, like, I mean, there's what 20, 25 guys in rugby league who have played more than 300 first grade games. Mm. Benji's taken a 300 game spell, a trip to Union, a trip to the Broncos, the Dragons, the West Tigers, yeah, and now he's wound up at South Sydney ringing Wayne Bennett. Who, I mean, I'm not sure, like, remember when he signed with the Broncos under Wayne and Wayne had him playing center utility, he didn't even use him in the halves. Like, if I was Benji, I'd I'd, I'd, making that call, I'd have to be like, geez, last time I went with this guy, he kind of dicked me around a little bit, but. That's the Maybe run way more than I was ready for. Yeah, but that's the that's the pull of Wayne Bennett. Um, and I, I thought it was unreal hearing Wayne Bennett talk about that moment the other day when he got that phone call and Benji said, "I think mm-hmm. you can win a comp." And and Wayne said, "Hold on, let let me make two phone calls." And he rang Adam and he rang Cody Walker. And uh, imagine getting a phone call, your coach saying, "Hey, I want to bring in one of the greatest of all time that plays your position." I mean, most guys you would have to think would be a little bit rattled by that, a little bit set mm-hmm. off. I mean. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not sure if you guys follow um, the NFL too closely, but this sort of stuff happens all the time. And the quarterbacks say, no, nah, I don't want him in the system. I don't want him yeah, around. Yeah. If there's any threat at all, they just don't want it. They yeah. just don't want yeah. it. They uh, yeah. Like Aaron Rodgers, for example, he's been doing this for years. He doesn't want another quarterback mm. in the building anywhere near him. Adam Reynolds and Cody Walker, they just understand what this guy can do for the club, what he can do for them mm. as well. 
and just said, yeah, bring him straight in. And I, I think both of their games have improved out of sight under him. And I think that that mm. next group of South Sydney halves, like guys like Blake Taff, Ilias, uh, Doug, and these sort of guys, uh, mate, having Benji in that system is going to pay dividends for years. And you just know that Benji, I mean, if, if he retires on Sunday night, you, you reckon that's going to be the last we see of him in um, red and green? No, I think nah, he steps no straight way. into that mentor yeah. kind of role there for the young boys. Mate, he, he's the guy that you can send out next year to sign kids to play for the South Sydney mm. Road. Uh, imagine if you were 19 and Benji Marshall sat in your lounge room and said, hey, oh. we, we want you to come Chills. play. Chills. Mate, and that's why that's why the West Tigers should have never let him go. Even if he was going to go like a busted asshole on the field, which he hasn't anyway, but mm. he's your billboard guy. He's your guy that goes out and makes signings. There's just... Mm. I mean, if I'm the West Tigers, who... if, if you know, if you boys, if you guys were on the market and you were looking for a club to sign with and you were 19, and who the hell are the West Tigers going to send that could possibly convince you to sign with that absolute basket case? Over Mate, it, it, would take, it would take a lot more than Benji, I think, to get me to who sign are they? there anyway. Oh, yeah, for, for sure. But if anyone's going to do it, it's going to be it Benji. It is, yeah. 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 Imagine yeah. Blocker Roach walking through your door and chewing your ear off for an hour. Like, you just <laughs> if he like, can fit oh, through the door. If he can get through the door, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I, I think Benji's been unreal for South Sydney. He's really embraced the community as well. I, I obviously live in South Sydney and just everyone loves him, mate. And I think even the most diehard Roosters fans, I mean, if there's one thing to enjoy on Sunday night, it's hopefully seeing Benji go out a champion. I, I, I think it's impossible mm. to hate him realistically. Yeah, 100%. And it's just the influence of, of – he was never like the most – talented or the most famous football or except for that one or two kind of years there but just the influence he's had over young kids any young kid that does the step is doing it because benji did it yeah mm. yeah oh and it's the same it's the same with basketball any kid that wears a shooting sleeve is because alan iverson wore it you know in the early 2000s and they want to be cool like alan like it's yeah. the it's the exact same thing um and you're right the influence that he's got on the game we we have a joke on this podcast that uh the west tigers should just pack their bags, move to Western Australia, and they can keep the name. Like, they can still be the West Tigers. Um, So the fact that, um, you know, Benji Marshall has... Like, you think think West Tigers, you think Benji Marshall. But, you know... um, they don't have that, as you're saying, they don't have that marquee guy anymore. He's, he's eclipsed what the West Tigers um, are. And, and, and you're right. It was absolutely criminal that they, that they let him go, you know? And, and I think as well with Benji, like I, I think we forget how hard the start of his career was. Like he had three shoulder Ricos before mm. he was 22. And I mean, there's been so much water that's gone under the bridge since then that, that we, we almost forget that. Like his narrative has been unbelievable for him to play 300 mm. games and take a year off to go and play rugby union smack in the middle is unbelievable. When you consider the mm-hmm. injuries he had mm. at the start of the year, at the start of his season, uh, mm. The vast majority of guys that have that many injuries that early, they don't bounce back. They don't play again realistically. Uh, no, an unreal effort by Benji. Yeah, and as he said, you know, one of the greats. But if I'm getting the call from Wayne Bennett saying one of the best halfbacks are coming to uh, coming to South Sydney, I'd be like, oh, Jonathan Thurston's coming back, is he? He's he's he's, he's back <laughs> off the couch, huh? You won't Channel, Channel Nine contract is done. No, I had to uh, obviously had to slip that in. Um, so, Guru, any any ripples for you, mate, that we haven't touched on? Any any big ones, mate? You've kind of uh, you've covered the vast majority. I, I, I think one team that's going to be really uh, the, the one thing that I think could cause a big ripple in this off season is going to be the halfback merry-go-round. There's a couple of teams that really need a seven. I look at the Sharks and I look at the Canberra Raiders, and as much as both missed the, missed the finals this year, I think that if both were to find a genuine seven they could push to be a top six team. I don't think they could mm. probably win the comp, but they could really give it a shake. And 
you know, I'd be reaching out to Mitch Pearce. I'd be reaching out to Luke Brooks. I'd be just looking around this competition to try and find some sevens. The, the Warriors have got two over there in Nicarima and Chanel Harris-Tavita who are reportedly not happy. I mean, if you get your hands on either of those two, uh, that could be pretty damn handy. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think the Sharks and the Canberra Raiders are going to be two of the most interesting sides heading into next season. Uh, definitely both underachieved this year. Uh, with the you know the, the Canberra Raiders, they haven't changed their squad at all, really. But we've seen what they're capable of doing, and mm-hmm. we, we've also seen them be really successful. Completely shit the bed, then all of a sudden be really successful again. So oh, I'm looking to it. Yeah, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. like they they've literally done this narrative before, and mm-hmm. I, I know we think they went poorly this year, but I, well, whatever year it was, I I think it was twenty twenty seventeen that they went really poorly. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they, they were 10 times worse that year, and then they made a grand final within 18 months. So I, mm-hmm. I find them very interesting heading into next season. But, yeah, you certainly covered a vast array of of, uh, of topics there, boys. I was impressed. <laughs> yeah. you, uh, you had oh, me on the back foot a little that. bit. Yeah. <laughs> any uh, do, you, do you pay any um, anything to the Jamal Fergity for uh, Josh Hodgson? I think it'd be fantastic for both clubs. I think it'd be unreal. I'm not sure if I could think of a better narrative for both of these football teams. And as soon as you make that trade, I think they both improve out of sight. Um, Mm. I love Fogarty. I think he's a great leader up there. I think he's, I wouldn't say he's, he's regressed in the last year, but I'd say he's probably just leveled out a little bit. Mm. Um, They found Toby Sexton. They've, they've, they've been screaming out for a hooker since Nathan Peets retired or Nathan Peets left. Realistically, Mitch Mm. Rain did a good job, but, not really going to compete for a title with him. No. And I, I sort of I, – I buy into the narrative based on how their recruitment has worked over the last 18 months. I genuinely think the Titans thought they were getting Cameron Smith mm-hmm. um, just yeah. from the outside looking in. I genuinely think they thought they were getting him. Uh, but if they could get a Josh Hodgson – and, I mean, Josh Hodgson, he needs a team that the team just says it's yours. Do what you want with it. Have fun, yeah. That's yeah. perfect for a young team like the Titans too. Mate, un- it would be mm. so good for them. He's – He's the captain as soon as he walks in the door for me. Here are the mm-hmm. keys. Fuck, help us, essentially. Yeah. Just direct us. We've seen we've seen Joshy Hodgson at his best. I remember that, those couple of years when he was playing great footy. We were saying, who's the best hooker in the game, Hodgson or Smith? Like, it was a legitimate question. And, that was only two mm-hmm. or three years ago. It wasn't far yeah. removed we were talking about this. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. Yeah, and it just, just makes you question, you know, what's really going on in the front office there with everything that's happening down in Canberra. Yeah. But, I mean... Talk about adjustments. You're going to go from shitty cold England to shitty cold Canberra to bright sunny Gold Coast. Like that's <laughs> going to be the biggest adjustment of all. Well, I'll tell you what, if I'm Jamal Fogarty, I'm ringing Aiden Caesar and I'm saying, hey, you made this move. It went to shit for you. Tell me, how, how bad is it? You know, well, I'd be <laughs> looking for a good it? little yeah. scout yeah. report there. But uh, yeah. no, you, you'd definitely rather be Joshy Hodgson, I think. Even if you get a spoon, at least you're, uh, you're visiting shooters, you're going to Warner Brothers, you're doing everything up there. Yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, well, um, Locke, any any that you've got on top of brain that you uh No, I, th- I think we missed? covered most of them. I think it's been such an interesting season, you know, with the rule change and regression to kind of not as much of the rule change, and it was nice to cover quite a few of that today. Mm, 100%. Well, again, thank you very much, Guru. We're not going to let you go just yet, though. We do have three questions that we asked our guests. Um, so question number one, a book, movie, or album that's changed your life, mate? When, uh, when you sent this question through, I, I had a look at it and I, and I thought, what's changed my life? And I came up with absolute duck eggs, to be perfectly honest with you. I just, absolute donuts. I was going, album, nah, I don't, nothing means that much to me. Book, I don't really read a heap. 
Oh, yeah. You know, a couple of sports books and whatnot. Movies, mm. I don't know. I, I just sort of, I watch mostly, you know, um, uh, comedies or whatever, just, just taking the piss out of stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. So I, I ended up settling on a book. The one that I read when I was, it was probably the last book I've read, to be perfectly honest with you. I, I think I read it mm. for about six years in high school. It was uh, Wayne Bennett's book. It was called Man in the Mirror. Um, okay. Not, not sure if you've read it, but he wrote it uh, probably in about 2007 or so and just talking about uh, his coaching career and how he deals with like his relationships with people and how he treats them and everything like that and uh, mm. just, just some of the honest conversations he's had throughout his career. Uh, that was one I really enjoyed. But as I said... Uh, yeah, you kind of got me on the back foot with this one too. I, I sort of, yeah. I sort of sat there and went, "Geez, you're a hollow bastard, aren't you?" Yeah. Though <laughs> so I, I think we looked at it for a, for a while before we came to our answers, anyway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, I, but I, I mean, I, not not a bad last book to read, that's for sure. No, nah, no, nah, not bad at all. I, I reckon in the future you should uh, add in podcasts. Yeah, I reckon yeah, that'll be the changing yeah. tide soon. Yeah, the medium, the medium's coming through, that's for sure. Um, all right. Well, uh, the the next question, if you could play and I, and I would assume football but we've got here football and basketball uh, with anybody dead or alive uh, who would it be and why? Yeah definitely wouldn't be basketball I wouldn't put anyone through <laughs> that but uh, if I would play with anyone I think I'd have to go Brad Fittler mate I just think he was um, the ultimate sort of player just all round could mm. do everything Freddie uh, a great leader as well um, probably him and Joey were the two that I absolutely loved watching when I was growing up and I sort of lived uh, in South Sydney, in the eastern suburbs, and we were SFS members. So we'd, I'd be at the SFS mm-hmm. every weekend watching whoever was playing, and Freddie would obviously be playing for the Roosters a lot. So, mm-hmm. and I, I reckon I watched 150 games live of Brad Fittler in when I was wow. a kid. Like I watched a, a lot, just just a lot of teams that he happened to be in between State mm-hmm. of Origin in Sydney and the Roosters playing at the SFS, and they'd always be playing mm-hmm. finals footy, which would be at the SFS as well. So. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So probably Freddie, mate. I reckon another one that I'd throw in there would probably be uh, Brett Kenny, old Parramatta yep. Eels legend. I just, I just look back at the old tapes of him and just think, wow, he is uh, just extraordinary. They used to call him uh, yeah. the natural one. You can watch five minutes of highlights and, and see why. Yeah. Uh, fun fun tidbit, actually, about Brett Kenny. Um, when I was younger, playing baseball in, in the hills, his son was actually my coach, so uh, his son, Mitchell. Um, so Brett was at all the games and he wore a different... Um, pair of footy shorts for a different club that he played for every week <laughs> every week so um, and, and parents were coming up asking for autographs and stuff like that and we were just like why is everybody asking Mitch's dad for autographs because we had no idea at the time so, um, Mate, so yeah, so if there's one thing that cool. doesn't shock me about that story it's the fact that he was still getting around wearing footy shorts oh, 100%, <laughs> doesn't surprise 100%. me in the slightest yeah 100% all right. Well, uh, last question for you, and then uh, and then we'll let you go, mate. What's the uh, what's the favourite dish that your mum cooks for you? Uh, mate, I'll tell you what. She's becoming a bit of a uh, Uber Eats connoisseur over the last few years. <laughs> I, think, but, um, I think we've all been recently, yeah. mate. Yeah. Um, I remember as a kid, though, uh, probably when I was younger, the the chicken schnitzel that was normally the Friday night special. And, uh, 
there were yeah. not many survivors. I can promise you that. Probably, uh, probably from when I was a teenager and when I last lived with her a few years ago. Now, uh, probably the lamb cutlets she used to make, mate. They were unreal. But uh, as I said, uh, it's actually my birthday in a couple of days, so I'll be going over there for dinner, and no doubt there'll be a brown paper bag arriving in the door with uh, with a heap of food. I think that that's the new way it's done, isn't it? Yeah, that's, that's yeah. it. Just slide yeah. paper bags. That's it. Yeah, love it. That's it. Hundred percent. Well. Uh, on that note, happy birthday for a couple of days, my friend. Thank you again for uh, for coming on. Um, I mean, everyone knows where to find you, but um, at the Rugby League Guru on Instagram, Apple Podcasts, you know, Spotify, everywhere you can find it. Um, with us guys, you know, at Fifth and Dribble, everywhere you can find us, Twitter, Instagram, you know, Apple Podcasts and Spotify as well. Um, like where you can like, five star where you can five star and, and share where you can share. And uh, we will see you for the preview show this grand final quick before i let you go who you got taking it mate i'm sitting on the fence i still can't decide i i, I want to say south sydney but the defense of the penrith panthers it just can't be ignored i'm mate i That's honestly nothing. i haven't made my mind up yet i think i'm just going to spend a fortune on betting on 15 clive churchill medalists at the moment because <laughs> just i got no bets, idea mate. how just it's going to go <laughs> oh, mate, it's great this year. I can't bet on Cameron Smith. I normally invest a few thousand dollars into him and always get disappointed. So <laughs> it's sensational this year. I'll probably back in the defense of the Panthers at the moment, mate, but I'm I'm really torn, to be honest with you. That's why I'm so excited about this grand final. I've got no idea what's going to happen in it. It's it's beautiful to see somebody else hoist the trophy, though. Oh, it's unreal. What. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be good. All right, Locke, any holes you need to plug, my friend? No, nah, I'm all good. Plug them all, mate. All right, perfect. <laughs> Thanks again, Rugby League Guru. And, uh, cheers, uh, mate. We'll catch you guys in the next one. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 